It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Carolina Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, guys? Bill Rossetti back with you on another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. It's Monday, October 30th. It is Victory Monday for the Panthers as they are coming off a nice 17-3 to victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to move to 5-3 and on the regular season. Locked On Panthers, of course, as always, is powered by MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get up to $1,000 of your first deposit matched by my bookie. So go out there and play today. Great win for the Panthers. Snaps a two-game losing streak. Gives them gives them some confidence now. They get their first division win as well. They're now one and one in division play. And they of course have another one coming next week against the Atlanta Falcons. And it's certainly a big win too in terms of keeping pace with the New Orleans Saints who have now won five straight games after their 0-2 start. They, as they stay atop the NFC South at 5-2, and Panthers right there with them at 5-3, and and now for the time being hold the second wildcard spot in the NFC behind the 5-2 and Los Angeles Rams. All three phases of the game really were very productive, I thought, for the Panthers, and really, of course, it, it starts with the defense, only holding Tampa Bay to just three points. Effectively, it's the second straight week that they've held an opposing offense to just three points, because that's really all the Bears' offense scored was just three points. The remain the other touchdowns, as we know, were those two turnovers brought back for a touchdown. So the defense has certainly stepped up in the last couple weeks. They did a nice job getting to Jameis Winston and stopping the run game for the most part. <laughs> I mean, obviously the Buccaneers had, had their moments and they had opportunities that they missed. There are certainly a lot of throws that uh, Tampa Bay just flat out missed, whether Winston missed the throw or what have you. Uh, but Caroline, of course, also stepped up and got a couple of interceptions and really just stymied the Buccaneers offense all day as they held Jameis Winston to just 210 passing yards on 21 of 38 throwing and the two picks. Doug Martin, not too bad, though. He had 71 71 yards on 18 carries. But overall, it was, I thought, a pretty good performance by the defense. Buccaneers didn't run a play in the red zone until very late in the game, and they ended up turning the ball over on downs. In fact, they didn't even run a play in Carolina territory until the second quarter. So, overall, just a fantastic job by the defense. Um, Certainly got to keep it up next week. Taking on the Falcons, who looked a little better on offense, certainly much better on offense this week against the Jets than they did against the Patriots. Panthers got to step up. Obviously, the return of Luke Kuechly was a big help 
Um, and he had one of those interceptions. Kirk Coleman coming back too, I thought was it gave a spark to the Panthers defense. He was flying around a little bit. Really, really the entire defense I thought was just all over the ball, and it just showed, like I said, the way they just held the Buccaneers down. And then on the flip side, the offense really moved the ball very well. That first, that first drive that they had. They really just stormed down the field, using up a lot of time. I, I thought it was a really nice ground. I guess I really shouldn't say stormed down, but it was a nice ground out long drive. 17 plays covering 82 yards, and it took over eight and a half minutes off the clock. It culminated with a one-yard touchdown run by Jonathan Stewart, which was actually his first touchdown of the season, it was really just the Panthers, I thought, and I thought the the guys that called the game on Fox made a good point of this, too. It was really just the Panthers getting back to basics, getting back to kind of old-school Carolina football, running the ball and, you know, throwing when they needed to, but doing pretty well on the – just grinding out yards. Now, stat-wise, obviously – not the greatest. Jonathan Stewart, 11 carries, 34 yards. Christian McCaffrey, you know, not doing too much to kind of quiet the doubters as far as him rushing the ball as he only carried four times for just three yards. But he was certainly effective again in the passing game. Five catches, 49 yards as he tied with Kelvin Benjamin for the most targets in the passing game. And, of course, in total, Cam Newton, 18 of 32, 154 yards, one touchdown. He did have an interception, but it really didn't really didn't factor in too much uh, in terms of the entire outcome of the game. But really, it was, like I said, it was just... I'll, I'll say this real quick, too. I thought the offensive line played very well as well. I don't, I don't even think the, the Panthers allowed a sack. Just look no, they didn't. The Buccaneers did not sack Cam Newton at all. Whereas um, the Panthers got to James Winston a couple times. Mario Addison had a sack and a half. Julius Peppers had a sack and Kyle Love had half a sack. And even on special teams, I thought played very Played very well. Um, the, the coverage, I thought, was excellent. They had some nice returns. Uh, it, was, it was nice to see Kalen Clay back there after he, he just got brought back. After they claimed him off waivers from Buffalo. He was back there returning punts. Russell Shepard got in a little bit. So over, overall, I thought you know, certainly the Panthers very good on all three phases. They didn't really... Uh, they didn't utilize the receivers as much as they, I thought they would, you know, considering uh, considering the Panthers cor- or the Buccaneers corners, both McCl- uh, Grimes and McLean were out. But the touchdown to Kelvin Benjamin was certainly a very nice one. He stepped in front of Justin Evans, jumped up, got the ball at a tie point, and really it. 
the analogy they used I thought was perfect. It was like boxing out in the NBA. He gave Evans basically no chance to get to the ball, and it wound up being an easy touchdown to Calvin Benjamin. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So again, overall, got to be pleased with the way the Panthers played on Sunday, snapping that two-game losing streak. So that, now they're at five and three, and again, they take on the Atlanta Falcons in another big division game Sunday afternoon. And then it's prime time once again when they take on the Miami Dolphins on Monday Night Football in week 10 before going into their week 11 bye. So certainly an opportunity to pick up a couple more wins, maybe get to 7-3 and three going into the bye. Give them a little bit of confidence. Certainly Sunday's game won't be easy, but certainly very winnable, especially at home. So we'll see how they fare. Uh, speaking of the Falcons, as I mentioned, they did get the win. They did snap their three-game losing streak, and actually three-game losing streak against the AFC East when they defeated the New York Jets 25-20. to So they move now to 4-3, and stay a game behind the Saints, who again got the win over Chicago 20-12. to They are now 5-2. and It's just been really amazing to see how good this Saints team has been, especially on defense. After those first two games, they've now won five straight. And that is actually the next opponent for Tampa Bay. It's going to be an all NFC South affair next week when Carolina takes on Atlanta and New Orleans takes on Tampa Bay. And we'll just kind of skim through the rest of the rest of the week eight action real quick here. Philadelphia stays atop the entire NFL. They move now to 7-1 as they beat the 49ers, who dropped to 0-8, 33-10, as the Eagles just keep on rolling. They've got another home game next week against Denver. Very well could get to 8-1 going into their bye week. San Francisco has Arizona next week. This could be the spot. I mean, I know they've gotten blown out the last couple games, but San Francisco, this could be a spot at home against Arizona. They might get that first win. Not saying just yet, but they might. Uh, Over in London, saw the other winless team, the Cleveland Browns, also fall to 0-8. They lose to the Vikings 33-16. Vikings stay atop the NFC North at 6-2 holding on to that number two seed in the NFC. They're actually now the only six-win team, the only other team with six wins in the NFC. Patriots move to six and two. 
Tied to top the AFC standings, they beat the Chargers 21-13. Chargers' three-game losing streak, or three-game winning streak, excuse me, comes to an end. They fall now to three and five. And then we mentioned Atlanta and New Orleans both winning. Bengals, a lot closer than I thought it'd be. Bengals squeak by the Colts by just one point, 24-23. Bengals move to 3-4 and four on the season. The Colts now are at 2-6. and six. And the talk's coming today that Andrew Luck is not close to returning. At this point, you might as well just sit Luck as, as much as you can. And if it's come to the point, like after Thanksgiving or so, and he's still not fully ready to come back, you might as well just sit him for the season because the season is just about lost anyway. I know they're only two and a half out, but does this really look like a Colts team that's going to con- contend in the AFC South? I-, I would just shut Luck down for the rest of the season. After playing in what some argued the game of the year against the Chiefs on that Thursday night, the Raiders go to Buffalo and lose by 20. 34-14 as the Bills continue their strong start. They're now at 5-2. and two. Hold. And actually picking up some ground in the wild card race after Miami lost on Thursday. So Buffalo now a game ahead of Miami atop the AFC wild card standings. In fact, Miami's not even the second wild card right now. That spot belongs to Jacksonville. At four and three, Miami right now would be the first team out. Some say this game now, though, is the game of the year. Seattle 41, Houston 38, as Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson combined to throw for over 850 yards. Deshaun Watson, 402 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions. Russell Wilson, 452 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. As the Seahawks go to 5-2, scoring late, really. It was, I believe, a a late touchdown. Yeah, with with 21 seconds left. uh, 21 seconds, or 26 seconds left. So within 30 seconds... Uh, Russell Wilson hitting Jimmy Graham. That was the game-winning score. Seahawks now 5-2. And And thanks to their head-to-head win over the Rams, they now sit atop the NFC West at 5-2. Texans fall to 3-4, a game behind the co-leaders, Titans, and Jaguars. Dallas wins their second straight. They move to 4-3. They beat the Redskins. 33-19 33-19 as the Redskins fall to 3-4. and four. Dallas now, of course, their status up in the air, particularly Zeke Elliott, who has his injunction hearing today. So we'll see now if he'll be eligible to play Sunday. And then on Sunday night, behind almost 200 yards receiving, including a 97-yard touchdown by Juju Smith-Schuster, The Steelers move to 6-2 along with the Patriots, defeating the Detroit Lions 20-15 as the Lions have now lost 4-5 since that 2-0 start. They drop now to 3-4. and 
And then, of course, tonight on Monday Night Football, it's the Chiefs taking on the Broncos. My quick thoughts, Denver doesn't look like they're going to have the offense to match up with Kansas City's defense. I think uh, I think Kansas City bounces back. Obviously, we saw what that offense is capable of. I mean, certainly Denver is no slouch on defense. I, I think they do have the number one rushing defense, or at least a top rushing defense, coming into this week. So we'll see how Kareem Hunt does against it. But I think overall, Kansas City is going to have a little more in the tank, and I think uh, I think that'll be the difference. I think Chiefs get the win tonight and actually gain some ground in the AFC West, as that would mean they'd be the only AFC... Well, whoever wins this game will be the only AFC West team to win this week. But if the Chiefs win, that would put them at 6-2 and two atop the AFC West. Second place would be 3-4. and four. So Kansas City would have a 2.5 game lead over the Broncos with the tiebreaker over the Broncos. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Quick look ahead then to week nine. It starts Thursday night with the Bills taking on the Jets. Then on Sunday, got Denver at Philadelphia, Indianapolis at Houston, Baltimore at Tennessee, Tampa Bay at New Orleans, Cincinnati at Jacksonville, the Rams at the Giants, Atlanta at Carolina, those are the 1 o'clock games. Then at 4.05, you've got Washington at Seattle and Arizona at San Francisco. 4.25 on CBS, Kansas City at Dallas. Sunday night game next week is Oakland at Miami. And the Monday night game will be Detroit at Green Bay. So that's a look back at week 8. And you look ahead to the week 9 schedule. Down the line, of course, we'll get you ready for Carolina's game Sunday against the Falcons. But enjoy the victory, Panthers fans. You guys are 5-3 and and certainly very much in the thick of the playoff race. So with that, we'll wrap things up here. Remember, remember, of course, my bookie, go check them out, powering the Locked On Podcast Network, and we're still doing the Pro Football Focus subscription giveaways. Go to iTunes, leave your reviews and your Twitter handle, and you'll be entered to enter into the drawing for that subscription. And of course, check out the other podcast shows. Check out the sister show, Locked On Hornets with Doug Branson. Hornets off to a Pretty decent start so far to the season. So go check him out for all your Hornets talk. And really just check out everybody. A lot of great work being done at the Locked On Network.
So until next time, this is Bill Rossetti saying thanks for listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And until next time, take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.